If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And Moreno Valley on your shopping list this holiday season. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. This slice of KCAA talk brought to you by Yellow Jacket Exterminators. When pests are bugging you, they're the ones to call at 951-369-7285. On the web at yellowjacketext.com. Do you feel as sorry for corporate executives as I do? These poor babies feel put upon by their own shareholders, customers, and workers who have sued them to stop their fraud, monopoly pricing, discrimination, and other illegal acts. The corporate royalty is mightily offended that such commoners have been allowed to interfere in its brutish pursuit of riches, and the royalists have been crying louder than Paris Hilton about the unfairness of having to answer to the law. Luckily for them, they have friends in high places who feel their pain and can dry their tears with government actions to stop dastardly citizens from bothering them with lawsuits. The corporate wrongdoers have long had the Bushites on their side, and many Congress creditors of both parties have also been there for them, offering comforting legislative hugs. Now, however, the best friend of the corporate elite is in the third branch of government, the Supreme Court. With Chief Justice John Roberts at the helm, the nation's highest court is stacked with judges whose legal careers have been dedicated to corporate service, and this bias has turned the court into a safe play zone for corporate ruffians. This year, the Supremes have revealed their corporate coziness by taking a greater number of business cases and stretching the law, precedent, common sense, and their own credibility to enhance corporate power. In 13 business rulings this year, the corporate majority has favored tobacco companies, automakers, insurance giants, and others over the people harmed. Even more important than each individual case, the court's decisions are making it much harder for those who are injured or defrauded to go to court. In effect, they're building new legal walls for corporate wrongdoers to hide behind, shutting out ordinary people who try to get justice from the system. This is Jim Hightower saying, these black-robed corporatists are out of control. The court should be working for justice, not for corporations. This Jim Hightower commentary has been brought to you by the United Steelworkers, the union committed to winning every employee's right to choose representation free from fear of being intimidated or fired. Visit us on the World Wide Web at usw.org. In America, we don't spend much time thinking about our freedom. Maybe it's because we're so busy living freely that we don't notice. But what would happen if the rights and freedoms we take for granted today were suddenly gone tomorrow? I'm Barry Lynn, Executive Director of Americans United for Separation of Church and State. And never before in American history have our religious liberties been more endangered. Some powerful religious interests are working to undermine our Constitution and restrict the rights of anyone who doesn't agree with them. That's why I'm urging you to support First Freedom First, 
a nonprofit organization dedicated to safeguarding our core American right, our religious liberty. Please log on at firstfreedomfirst.org and sign the petition. Because in America, it's not what we believe, but our right to believe that keeps us free. There's a whole world out there waiting to hear what you have to say. They may not like it, but they'll hear it. AM 1050 KCAA. This is the Inland Talk Express at 1104. We now join Pruitt Baptist Church. All right, boys and girls. You know what? When I was a little boy, can any of you imagine that? One time I was a little boy, not any bigger than you. And when I was a little boy, you could buy a Coke in a bottle for 10 cents. And it wasn't a plastic bottle either. Not only that, after you drink the Coke, you could take the bottle and turn it back in, and they'd give four cents back. In fact, after Miss Pat and I got married, we used to go to the park on Monday after the weekend. We'd go pick up everybody's bottles that left, and we'd take and turn them in and get our four cents out of each bottle. That's the way we supplemented our income. Any of y'all been there? Mm-hmm. Now, you could take your ten cents, and I can remember as a little boy, I used to save up my pennies. I'd save up my pennies until I had ten pennies. Until I had my ten pennies... And I would take my ten penny, and I would go to the store and buy me a Coke. Now, I could have. Now, everything was called a Coke back then. Didn't matter if it was a RC or an orange or a grapeette. It was all called Coke, wasn't it? Testify, okay? We called them all Cokes, and you could take your ten cents. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Two, four, six, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, you could take your ten cents and you could. Where's my ten cents? I gotta have my other penny. I won't be able to get a Coke if I don't have my. <laughs> Look, there it is. I found it. Now I've got two, four, six, eight, ten. You could take your ten cents and you could go buy you a Coke turn it in, and get the four cents back. Then you had four cents towards the next one. And maybe if you worked real hard, and if you looked around, you could find a penny or two here and there. You know, people just throw them away nowadays, don't they? Well, I pick them up. I figured the loss is my game, so I pick them up. And you add them together, you see, these were all one cent at a time. Now there's ten cents there, see. And you take them and you put them all together and you buy that coat. That kind of looks like a soccer. Okay, then what does it look like now? A mess? Yeah, kind of like a mess. Well, you know that there's a, a story in the Bible about a woman who had ten coins. It's found in Luke chapter 15. And in verse 8 it says, What woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she had found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece of money which I had lost. Now, there's a very important lesson to that, because it goes on to say this, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Do you know that God may have a hundred and... 75 people in this building. I haven't counted you. I don't know for sure. May have 175 people in this building, but you know he's not satisfied if there's one person out there who doesn't know Jesus. God wants everybody to know Jesus. And just like I searched for that penny a while ago until I found it, that's what God does. He searches and searches for each and every one until he finds them. And then he shows them how that they can be his child and live with him forever. And when a person comes to Jesus and accepts Jesus as his personal Savior and Lord, there's rejoicing, there's a big party in heaven when that happens. 
You know, some of you have already asked Jesus into your heart. And when that happened, there was a big party in heaven. Some of you haven't yet, but there's a party waiting in heaven for you when you ask Jesus to come into your heart. Now let's pray and ask God to help us. Father, thank you today for these boys and girls who have already asked Jesus into their heart. I pray you'll bless them and, Father, lead them and help them to stay on track for you. But, Father, also pray for those who have not yet asked Jesus into their heart. I pray, the Lord, that you'll help them to come at an early age to understand their need, to understand that they're a sinner in need of Jesus. And that they'll pray to receive Jesus in faith. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You can go back to your seat.
Hello, this is Bonita Burgess at Tarbell Realtors. This holiday season, it is vitally important to help those children who are less fortunate than many others. We are collecting new unwrapped toys to be distributed to needy children in the Inland Empire during this Christmas 2007. I invite you to drop off your toy donation at the Tarbell Realtors office, 4240 East Highland Avenue at Boulder Avenue. At this time of year, it is important to remember those residents of our community who need a little help. Drop your new unwrapped toy at Tarbell Realtors, 4240 East Highland Avenue, today. Drop off your new unwrapped toy by Friday, December 7th, 5 p.m. And thank you for your generous spirit. For more information, call Bonita Burgess, 909-648-2398. The most perfect clubhouse ever. A shopping spree at the mall. For 25 years, the Make-A-Wish Foundation Orange County Inland Empire Chapter has brought priceless moments to children with life-threatening illnesses. This holiday season, help support our Season of Wishes campaign, an effort to bring an unprecedented number of wishes to local children and their families. You can make this season one to remember by bringing moments of joy to these special children. Find out how you can get involved. Visit seasonofwishes.org. It's 57 degrees and partly cloudy in San Bernardino at the studios of KCAA, 1050 AM. Now back to Pruitt Baptist Church. Nobody said life was easy, but if they had, they would have said it here. AM 1050, KCAA. Did you get anything out of that? What'd you get? Go tell. That's right. Thank you, Cynthia, so much. All right. I guess, Brad, I guess you really don't get enough appreciation either, do you? We want you to know, Brad, we appreciate you sharing Cynthia with us. Bless you, brother. All right. If you have a Bible with you today, let me invite you to turn to the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5. A couple of weeks ago on 11-11-07... I preached to you a message titled The Economy of God out of 2 Kings. I believe it was chapter 4. And we talked about the fact there that in order to activate the economy of God, that you had to admit that you had a need, then that you had to request help, and then you had to take action in faith. And we talked about those kinds of things. Now, today I want to deal with a, a, a similar but different subject. And that subject today is the true cost of riches. The true cost of riches. Our society today is bent wholly and completely on, and by the way, just so you'll know, it's not like the other societies in the history of the world, but we're bent totally and completely on becoming rich. People want to be, people want to be rich. I, I, had a, I had a childhood friend, and his, his desire in life, he told uh, he told other people and he told me that his desire in life was to become rich whenever he was an adult. He wanted to be rich. Now, he grew up poor uh, like most of us did, you know. Uh, we, had to, we had, just like we were talking to the children a while ago, we had to save our pennies in order to buy a Coke. And by the way, parents, we weren't allowed to drink more than one Coke a day back then. But we also had a candy bar, a Hershey. Oh, my goodness. That's sinful today, isn't it? Either way, whichever way you liked it. I liked it with almonds the best. Mother kept them in the bottom, in the, in the, in the bottom of the refrigerator. I knew what, right where they were. You know what? I never did ask for two because it was made clear to me that there was one per day. And so after I ate my one, I had to wait until the next day, look forward to another. Anyway, I don't know why y'all got me talking about that. But most of us grew up poor. But his... his his desire in life was to be rich. His desire in life was to be rich. Now, I want to tell you something. Most people today pursue riches. They have a desire to be rich. If that were not true, then people wouldn't spend millions of dollars every week buying lottery tickets to try to get rich. Now, we're not going to run the lottery ticket thing into the ground. I don't even know. It used to be that there were that they that they chose those things twice a week, once on Wednesday night and once on Saturday night. And now then you can do so many different kinds of lottery that it's, that it's unbelievable what you can do. But people spend millions of dollars and their desire is, their thought is, 
maybe, just maybe, I'm going to hit it. Now, I want to tell you something. If I ever bought, bought a lottery ticket, you heard me say, if I ever bought a lottery ticket, and if I were to hit the right numbers, there would be nine million other people that would hit the numbers the same week. That's the way, that's just the way it would happen. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to let them have the money. There'll be 8,999,999 or whatever. Is that right? There'll be that many of them. They can share it. They can have my part. I'll keep my dollars. However much they are, I don't even know. But I'll keep my dollars and I'll save them. But people are wanting to become rich. There was, a, there was a church survey which was done a few years ago that came to some very profound conclusions. What it says was, four in five working Americans say the condition of the poor and selfishness are serious problems. The conditions of the poor and selfishness are serious problems. This would be a good time to say Amen. But when asked what they considered most important in life, they said having a beautiful home, a new car, and other nice things. That's what was important. It was more important for, the, for them to have those things. And folks, let me, get, let me just, uh, just say this up front. I don't have a problem with those kind of things. If you have the ability and can and can and have those kinds of things, then that's great. But there, this person that led this survey went on to say, "We live in a materialistic culture, and we want money and possessions, and very few people have an understanding of how to resist those impulses." Now, would you agree with me that there are times when we need to resist those impulses? If you don't agree with that, then I hope you do before we get through today because we're going to talk about the true cost of riches because most people don't consider the cost when they make the pursuit of riches the most important thing in their lives. And, that, and that's what happens, folks. If, if riches becomes most important to you, then you'll lose your focus because you cannot serve God and money at the same time. You can't do that. And if money becomes most important to you, and money is just a word that we use, <laughs> money is just a word that we use to describe riches, and riches can be any kind of thing. I had a friend one time, he said, he said, money is just man's way of keeping score. And that's the truth. It's man's way of keeping score. I mean, if you've got more than somebody else, then, 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 then that's your way of keeping score. But there's too much emphasis given on money today. Now, you want to stop and think about that a little bit. I mean, uh, uh, most of you have, have, watched, or have watched a little football this weekend or this holiday. Um, uh, just a little, uh, just a little. I understand. Did you ever stop to think about the salaries that are paid to just one football team? Now, we're not going to talk about players. I mean, you know, they just get that little piddly little, little, little several million a year salary. Can you imagine how much money it cost? To operate the Dallas Cowboys for one season? I can't. How many players are there? What do they cut it down to, 50 or 60 or? 50-something players. Uh, at, a, at an average minimum of a million dollars. I mean, some of them make more. Some of them make less. Just say an average, that's only $50 million dollars. And that doesn't, that doesn't include the coaches' salaries and, and how much Jones gets out of his. I, I'm sure he doesn't get much, but. We're, we're a society that's totally given to money. Uh, I remember a few years ago, I, I had the privilege whenever I was pastoring out at Big Spring, my my, my youth minister was a student at Hardin-Simmons University, and he said, he said, Brother David, he said, we have an opportunity to go to the football game in Dallas. 
to see the Dallas Cowboys play the Buffalo Bills, and it was an October, October Monday night, October game, and, and he said, uh, I can get a ticket for you if you want to go. The school, the school uh, has got the buses, and they're going to have a couple of buses. They'll take us to the door. We get out and then catch the bus whenever we get ready to come. We'll go and come the same day. We'll be home late, but, but we'll go and come the same day. And I said, oh, I said, I said, oh uh, Stephen, I, I, can't, I can't afford that. He said, no. He said, the bus ride and the football ticket is only $15. Folks, it costs you more to park than that now. Do you know that? And, and how many of you could ride all the way from Abilene to, to Texas Stadium on a bus for $15? Folks, I want to tell you something. The tickets have gone up a little since then. Uh, bus rides have gone up a little since Well, gasoline, the fuel, diesel, all, all that's gone up a little bit. Our society, and folks, I want to tell you the reason the cost of living is going up is because everybody's demanding more money. For their services, we had to have... Oh, I don't know if I ought to bring this up or not. Haven't really talked to the deacon about this. Our refrigerator went out here the other day. Uh, we had a little part me- uh, messed up on the refrigerator over here at the church, the, the new refrigerator. The thermostat went bad. We had to have a new part. The part cost $52. By the time we paid the bill to get the guy out here to fix it, it was $504. They only charge $90 an hour. And the $90, the, the hour begins when they leave the loop in Tyler. Well, they warned us ahead of time, but I was expecting about 300 you know, but he didn't have the part with him, so he had to come out. Uh, deacons, if I need to, I'll help pay for it, but whatever. We had to have it fixed, had to have it fixed, folks. Our society is going that direction. My goodness, I, I'm sorry, but $90 an hour? Um, anyway, that's what, they, that's what they think they have to charge. Besides the $67 trip fee uh, and, the 90, and the $19 fuel adjustment, anyway, you understand what I'm talking about. It just costs a lot of money. Society is pushed, and, and the more you charge, the more people have to get paid, the more people have to get paid, the more they have to make, the more they have to make, the more they have to charge. And the next thing you know, milk is at $6 a gallon. About the same price as a gallon of gasoline, I guess, so, so you don't have to worry about that. Folks, the Bible deals with a subject in many, many different ways. The subject of the pursuit of riches be careful that you don't get caught in the trap. And why God led me to preach this message today, I, I really don't know. But maybe it's just for me that I need to be reminded. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. He didn't say it's impossible. He said it's difficult. And the reason it's difficult is because we lose our focus. We lose our focus when we get so interested in riches, then we lose our focus on the most important thing. And the most important thing is God. Now, I want to talk to you. We're going to look, we're going to read these verses found in James chapter 5 verses 1 through 6. And after we read these verses, I want to talk to you about some of the things that the pursuit of riches can cause in your life. He says, Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Now, can't, you can't take it any other way. He's talking to those who are pursuing riches, and he talks about it being miseries. He says, your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days." Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down, their, reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, cry. They're calling out because you've defrauded them of their salary, their wages. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and have and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Ye have condemned and killed the just... And he doth not 
resist you. Now I want you to notice something. First of all, the pursuit of riches can cause misery. The pursuit of riches can cause misery. When that becomes your focus, when that becomes primary for you, it will bring about misery in your life. The, the, the truth of the fact is that we don't recognize what the real cost of that really is. What does it cost you to gain riches? What do you have to do in order for that to be true? There are many today in our society who have literally sold their souls for riches. They've literally sold their souls for riches. Now, in order to be careful not to, not to offend anyone, and that's not my desire at all, on occasion I see some of the, some of the groups, and I, and I recall a group, seems like their name was KISS. Now folks, did they sell their souls to the devil? I don't know. Do they look like they sold their souls to the devil? To me they do. Okay? To me, they do. Now, there are some other groups. There are many other groups. And it's not just about that, but there are others who have literally said, if you, devil, if you will give me what I want in life, I will fall down and worship you. And folks, I want to tell you something. Be careful about making that statement because if you say that to the devil, he'll take you up on it every single time. And he will give you things if you don't serve God. He will give you the the money that you want if you'll stay away from the Lord's service and not serve the Lord. Folks, many have sold their souls. Jesus asked the question in Matthew 16, 26, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Folks, your soul is at stake. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Your soul is at stake. And there have been many who have chased riches rather than getting things right with God concerning their soul. In other cases, the pursuit of riches has caused some people to be willing to make sacrifices that they wouldn't otherwise make. In fact, there have been some husbands who have sacrificed their wives and wives who have sacrificed their husbands. I'm talking about relationships here. There have been parents who have literally, because of the pursuit of riches, given up their children Just let them figure it out for themselves. I don't have time for these children. Folks, we have to be careful. We have to count the cost that comes as a pursuit of riches, in the pursuit of riches. Don't forget that children, parents, please don't forget that children thrive on love. Children thrive on companionship. 
And there'd been a lot of daddies who said, well, I really don't have time to hang out with my children much because I have to make money to provide for them. Well, give them a little less and spend some time with them. Stay away from the office so much. Your children need companionship and your children need discipline. And I want to tell you something. Nobody has that responsibility except you, mom, and you, dad. They're the, you're the ones who have that responsibility. And children, teenagers alike, thrive on discipline. They need to know about the boundaries. They need to know what you expect of them. And if you're not ever there, they're not going to know. And if you're not there to stop them, they're going to run amok. They're going to go wherever they want to go and do whatever they want to do. And then you're going to back up and you're going to come to the preacher and you're going to say, Preacher, you got to help me. My child is gone. Well, I'll do what I can. But you have to take the responsibility while they're young. You have to take the responsibility while they're young. Get your bluff in early. Help them to understand so that they'll grow up to be the kind of person that you'd be proud of and that they'd be proud of being. Well, don't sacrifice your children or your family. Folks, it's, it's very possible that the quest, the quest for riches may be the greatest enemy of the family in our society today. Another cause of misery is, is the assumption that money buys happiness. <laughs> money... Folks, I want to tell you, money doesn't buy happiness. Now, I realize that we might be a little bit happier if we had a little more, and I understand the thought about that. But money, money doesn't buy happiness. True, true happiness can only be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you pursue money, that's going to take you away from him rather than bring you closer to him. Oh, preacher, if I had a little more money, I could do so much more for the Lord. No, he doesn't want your money. He wants your, he wants your heart. He wants your soul. He wants your commitment. He wants your service. You see, you can serve, you can be poor as a church mouse and still serve the Lord. No man can serve two masters, Jesus says, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. That word mammon, mammona, means money. It means money. It can be all kinds of things that you seek in your life, but you can't serve them both because you lose your focus. And money, money, mammona will win out. Secondly, riches, oh my goodness. Brother Terry, what'd you do to me? Riches can cause a sense of false security. You see, one of the, one of the inherent innate qualities and inherent qualities of of uh, having wealth or having riches is, is its permanence. We think when we get it that it's always going to be there. I have a dear friend out in West Texas who, who, was, uh, who, who had made it. Now, he, he, hadn't, he, he wasn't really one of those that was pursuing it. He had just been blessed of the Lord throughout his years because he had always served the Lord and he had always contributed to his church and he had always participated in, in activities and he was very careful to set aside the Lord's day for the Lord's work and, and he, was, he was very committed to the Lord but, but he went into a partnership and his partners were not like him. And something happened or somebody began to skim off the top or maybe take a little off the bottom. I don't know where they were getting it. But anyway, the next thing he knew, he, he, knew he was in bankruptcy and he was in trouble. He was in trouble. Well, what he did is he separated himself from, from the others and he bought out his part, began to work hard and rebuilt his business and, 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 and regained his, his ability to be able to, to uh, do what he was doing before. But you see, what happened was we begin to think that when we have a little bit, it's a permanent thing. Wealth seems like it's permanent, but it's not true. If you think you're self-sufficient, be careful because there may be others involved. Now, in, in, in Jesus' day, there were, there were three basic ways that a person was considered to be a wealthy person. First of all, if you made a good crop. If you had a good crop, if you had corn or grain, uh, you produced a good crop, 
then you were considered a wealthy person. You remember the story about the man, uh, about the about the man who who had had a good crop, the rich man who made a good crop, and he said, "I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease." But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. You see, sometimes we get so interested in making money for our future that we forget about the present, about the here and now. A few years ago, a few years ago when our children were still at home, Pat and I were talking about, I said, I said something about to her that well, we, need to, we need to start a retirement fund. We need to kind of get something going on for retirement. And she said, she said, no, we need to spend what we make now on living. We can do that later if we need to. If we don't live that long, then we won't have to worry about it. And she was right. We needed to, we needed to use what we were being, being given, what was provided for us, to live life and to raise our children and to provide for them and to give them an opportunity at life. You have to be careful. Sometimes whenever you put those things away, they sometimes begin to disappear. Folks, (laughs) a second thing, you were considered rich if you had clothing. Now, that's the reason he makes reference here. He says, your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. You were considered rich if you had clothing. Now, the people of that day had one suit of clothes. One, one suit of clothes. That's all you needed. There's just one suit of clothes. One of the reasons was because uh, the, the, the material was hand-woven and everything was hand-stitched, and so it wasn't an easy thing. They had, one, they had one suit of clothes, and they had no problem deciding what to wear. And they were considered rich if they had more than one suit of clothes. How many of you have more than one suit of clothes? I'm sorry. They had one pair of shoes. You know what? I can remember Pat's daddy telling me about whenever he was a little boy, the only time they got to wear shoes was when they went to school. When you came home from school because you got your shoes at Christmas time and they had to last you till next Christmas. Can anybody here identify with that? You had to make them last. So when you came home from school, now I remember as a little boy, when I came home from school, I pulled off my good jeans and I put on my old jeans, the one that already had holes and patches, right? Because you didn't wear your good clothes to go play in the yard because most of the time I was a little boy and I was doing that on my knees, crawling around on my knees and one of my knees aren't wore plumb out. Only one pair of shoes. You took them off when you came home, you played barefooted. Next morning when you got ready to go to school, you wore shoes. By the end of the year, you put cardboard down inside. Somebody witness, come on, let's hear it. You put cardboard inside to keep the snow and the rain and the mud and all that stuff from getting in where your feet were. Had one suit of clothes. Folks, how many of you have more than one pair of shoes? Mm, thought so. You know, you can't even see the floor of my closet for the shoes and the boots and all that stuff. Do you know what? I have a pair of boots. I have a pair of boots that I wear maybe three or four days out of the year. And I paid a lot of money for those things. They're really warm, and they're just for deer hunting. I mean, you can't wear them during the year because they're too hot. You can't stand it. And besides that, if I wear them, you know, the rest of the year, then they'll be wore out when it comes deer season, and I may not have anything warm to wear when I go deer hunting. Somebody give me a witness. You have any specialized boots or shoes? You see... You see, they were considered wealthy if they had more than one pair of shoes and more than one suit of clothes. And the other thing was, of course, gold and gold and silver. If you had, if you had money, if you had silver or gold, then, then you, were considered, you were considered wealthy. Jesus said, what's the use of having more, than, more grain than what you can use? It'll just, it'll just rot. He says, what is the use of having more clothing than you will ever wear? It will just become moth-eaten, outgrown, or go out of style. That's the reason we have so many clothes in it because, you know, 
I'm going to go down there and I'm going to get this and, and I know, man, I'm going to be styling. You know? I'm going to be styling. Well, next week, you won't be styling anymore. It's about that bad, isn't it? Next week, you won't be styling anymore. You'll have to have something new. My wife has told me about people that she knew that wore, they, they go and buy a suit of clothes and wear them one time and never wear them again. I hope I'm not preaching to anybody here. Riches can cause a sense of false security, the pursuit of riches. The pursuit of riches also causes greed. Verse 4, Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down, their, reaped down your fields. He's talking about the, the guy didn't pay the people who worked for him. Uh, the NIV maybe makes it a little more clear. It says, Look, the wages you failed to pay the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. You know, through the years, I have observed that those who prioritize becoming rich never have enough. They never have enough. No matter how much money they have, it's never enough. Now, you know, you, you, you read about it, you hear about it on the news about these people who are the multi-millionaires. You know, you're not even in the big boys club until you get over a billion dollars now. And those who are billionaires, did you ever see one of them say, well, I got a billion dollars now. I think I'll just sit down and rest. I don't have to have any more. I don't want any more money. I'm going to just, whatever interest comes in, I'm just going to give that to the church. Well, that'd be a nice thing, wouldn't it? Just give it to the Lord's work. Can you imagine what the interest off of a billion dollars would do for the mission field? Or a tithe. What's the tithe off a billion dollars? Is it ten million? Hundred million? Oh, is that all? Just a hundred million dollars? Wow, that'd be Lottie Moon, way over. Just, I mean, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine? But they're not interested in that. Man, I've got a billion dollars, but old Joe over here's got two billion. I better work a little harder. You see, it, it's never, it's never enough. Now, we, we like to think that this kind of a problem doesn't exist in the Christian community, but folks, it does. It does. When a, per- when a person gets his eyes off of the cross, when a person gets his eyes off of the Lord and gets his eyes on the pursuit of money, the pursuit of wealth, the pursuit of financial security, however you want to call it, name it whatever you want to, but when you get so focused on that, you lose sight of God and His will, and you better be careful because the next thing you know, you'll be the greediest person that you know. Because the pursuit of riches can cause greed. I know of a church, not this one, church treasurer got his eyes on money. They won't miss a little here and won't miss a little there. I have a son that needs to go to college. When they finally caught up with him, he had absconded $50,000 out of the church. The church that he stole from couldn't afford it either. But it was gone. What I'm saying to you is that you have to be careful when it comes to money because it can take all of your attention. And when it takes all of your attention, you'll lose sight of the will of the Lord for your life. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say the money was evil, but it's the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The pursuit of riches can cause greed. The pursuit of riches cannot, will not ever bring satisfaction. You'll never be satisfied with riches. It says you've lived.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. <laughs> you, you, you rich men, he's talking to the rich men. You've lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. In other words, you thought you had it all, but it wasn't enough. You've been wanting. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just. You're going to do whatever it takes To make more. My friends, when you study the lifestyles of the rich and famous, you will discover that often they become either recluse or reckless. They're either, they're either recluse because they're afraid everybody's after them or they become reckless and they spend their riches on <laughs> rehab lawyers and shrinks. Now, I suppose the reason for this message is so that you might be warned. So that you might be warned. If riches becomes most important in your life, then you have something to look forward to. You can look forward to the fact that you will be in misery. You can look forward to the fact that you will have a false sense of security because you will put all your stock in riches rather than in the Lord. You can, you, can, you can be thankful that, that you will become greedy. And when you become greedy, you're going to hurt other people to get more money for yourself. And you can take, you can take this fact of, to truth to know that that money will never bring you satisfaction. No matter how much you get, you'll never be satisfied. Jesus warned us, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. What he's saying is, make the will of the Lord, God's leadership, God's desire, God's plan for your life most important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all of these other things, the things that you need, just like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the woman who was out of money and they were fixing to come take her boys away. And she went to the preacher and the preacher said, take the oil and God blessed her and God provided for her needs. Make God's will for your life first, foremost, and primary and allow God to bless you according to his will and according to his plan. Someone asked John D. Rockefeller Sr. one time, how much money does it take to satisfy a man? He wisely said, just a little bit more than he has. He went on to say, which means that money is powerless to satisfy those who waste their life acquiring and hoarding it. Reprioritize your life. Make God's will first. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you today that you warn us about things that truly are problems in our society. God, I don't want to think that it's a problem in my life. But Father, I pray that you will help me by the power of your Holy Spirit to take a fresh evaluation of of my own life, my own situation, my own plans, my own desires, and, Father, the will of God for my life. 
But Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters who have gathered here today that God, you might help us to see you and to hear you and to respond to your spirit today. And Father, if need be in our lives, that we might refocus our lives on the will of God first and foremost, knowing, Father, that you'll provide for us our needs along the way. Oh, God, help us today to reevaluate and recommit ourselves under the will of the Lord for our lives. Father, if there's anyone here today who doesn't know Jesus as personal Savior and Lord, Father, we know that without his help, they'll not know how to find your will. And so, God, I pray today that you might speak to hearts, that you might call us by the power of your Holy Spirit to faith in Jesus, that, Father, you might lead us to be more like Jesus every day that we live. Father, help us today to hear you and to commit unto you. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I don't know how God might have spoken to your heart, but maybe he has challenged you today to reevaluate and make a new commitment unto the Lord. If that's true, I pray that you'll do that. And if you need to come and make a decision at this altar today, make a commitment unto the Lord, and you need to come to this altar to make that commitment public, I pray that you'll do it and that you'll do it quickly. Don't make God wait on you. As he deals with you, do what the Lord asks you to do. Most important of all, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, just like the little coin we searched for a while ago, God is searching for you. I want you to know that when we begin to sing this song in just a minute, if you're here without Jesus, God's Holy Spirit is going to begin to move up and down these aisles. And when he comes to the place where you are, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can expect to sense his presence very clearly. He will tug at your heart. Don't grip the pew. Turn loose today and come to Jesus. Brother Terry, what song? 596. Number 596. Stand with us as we sing together and as God speaks to your heart, you come on right now. closed. Do you truly mean what you just sang? Do you really surrender it all to the Lord? If you need to come and make that commitment to Him, this is a good place to start. Right here. Make the commitment unto the Lord. I surrender it all, Lord, to you. Brother Terry, I'm going to ask you to sing. I'm going to ask you to sing one more verse of the song. God speaking to your heart. If you need to come, you come on right now, please. all forgotten. I surrender all. Surrender it all to Jesus. All. Is there any word before we dismiss in prayer? Will you bow your heads with us, please? We close in prayer. Brother Pete Thackerson, would you lead us as we close, please, sir?
This has been a presentation of the Pruitt Baptist Church. Join Pruitt Baptist Church every Sunday at 11 o'clock on KCAA, 1050 AM. The station that leaves no listener behind. Stay tuned for Meet the Press coming up at noon. It's a plane. No, it's Super Mortgage Man. Robert Collier, a mortgage guru and credit expert, is a mild-mannered radio show personality by day, but this national mortgage expert is actually Super Mortgage Man, and he can leap over high interest rates and credit problems with a single bound, and he'll use his x-ray vision to cut through all the paperwork and get you the perfect loan guaranteed. So it's up, up, and away with your debt and credit problem. Call 1-800-785-1955, extension 411. 1-800-785-1955, extension 411. Hello, this is Bonita Burgess at Tarbell Realtors. This holiday season, it is vitally important to help those children who are less fortunate than many others. We are collecting new unwrapped toys to be distributed to needy children in the Inland Empire during this Christmas 2007. I invite you to drop off your toy donation at the Tarbell Realtors office, 4240 East Highland Avenue at Boulder Avenue. At this time of year, it is important to remember those residents of our community who need a little help. Drop your new unwrapped toy at Tarbell Realtors, 4240 East Highland Avenue, today. Drop off your new unwrapped toy by Friday, December 7th, 5 p.m. And thank you for your generous spirit. For more information, call Bonita Burgess, 909-648-2398, 648-2398. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman. Confused about all the craziness going on in real estate and the mortgage business these days? All the doom and gloom on the pages of the newspapers and TV? Are you wondering what to do about your situation? Should you buy now, sell now, or wait? Is this a good time to refinance? Well, I'll tell you these are exciting times in real estate if you understand it. Tune in Sunday for The Mortgage Show. I'll help clear things up so you'll know where you fit in, and I'll take your calls and answer your questions. That's The Mortgage Show with me, Ed Hoffman. The Mortgage Show, every Sunday at 3 p.m. on KCAA. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 a.m., the station that leaves no listener behind. Earth and Sky. We know the causes of some of the cancers, but for most of the solid tumors, lung cancers, pancreatic cancer, 
we don't yet have a clue. That's Lawrence Steinman of Stanford University, one of the authors of a 2007 study on how certain kinds of cancers might take hold in the body. Dr. Steinman said the study focused on the way tryptophan, an amino acid involved in healthy immune response, is transformed by cancer cells. Steinman and his colleagues discovered that a rogue protein in some cancer cells exchanges the good guy tryptophan from outside the cell with a bad guy molecule called kynurenin inside the cancer cell. Excess kynurenin is toxic to cells involved in immune response and cripples the body's defenses. A possible new cancer therapy, Steinman told us, would be a drug that could prevent the rogue protein from exchanging tryptophan. The next step might be to develop drugs that would block this exchanger. I think that we probably are three to five years away from seeing whether these are effective. It'll take a year or two to get all the permissions to get into a clinical trial, and then we might be able to see whether impeding this mechanism has benefits on seeking out cancers and having them destroyed by our own immune system. This is Earth and Sky, a clear voice for science. We're at earthsky.org. Y'all ready for this? Inland Empire. Are you ready for a sports show that doesn't just the bring million-dollar contract? Training camp, holdout. Wheaties box Wheaties divas. Box well, you finally got it. I'm bringing you Rough and Tumble, Black and Blue, IE Sports, where the prize is the victory. The victory is the prize. It's time to get in your face. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.